I'm Kate Daniels. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. I'm taking advantage of the fact that this is a focus for this month, but realizing that this is a daily tragedy all year long. And this morning, we're going to meet Elizabeth Melendez Fisher Good, CEO and co founder of SELA Freedom and the SELA Way Foundation, which exists to prevent sexual abuse, exploitation, and sex trafficking of children and young adults. Elizabeth is also the author of a new book, a hugely important book which reveals how sexual exploitation and other exploitation begins at a very young age and how we can become healed and empowered to make changes. So let's meet Elizabeth to gain more insights. Elizabeth Melendez Fisher Good, good morning. It is really so wonderful to welcome you this morning. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I am grateful, really, Elizabeth. Tough as this topic is on human trafficking, the fact is that you have really devoted yourself so greatly to making us aware, to helping those very challenged poor souls that have gotten so trapped in this, that I'm grateful that we can talk about it because information is power, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's happening right in front of everyone. So education is so important. So that's the thing. We hear about it, but sometimes it kind of just washes over us. We don't really give it much thought that it's happening right in our community. But the statistics are staggering. It is happening, I think, as you say, in every single state of this country. Mm-hmm. Every zip code, too. I think a lot of people, well, there's also a misconception because I know for me, back in 2010, when it first really came on my radar, anything about sex trafficking, I thought, was definitely not talking about America. You're like, oh, yes. And it's easy to be like, oh, it's over there and it's India and it's Cambodia. But we're talking about every zip code and every socioeconomic. It's not just that neighborhood and not just that minority or not just, but everybody is susceptible and it is. You know, not a discriminator, that's for sure. So it's wonderful that we're going to be talking more about it, helping people understand what it looks like in America. And we're taking the opportunity today because we're looking at January as uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Month. But again, that just allows us to bring it to our attention. This is, again, an every day, every hour, maybe even every minute problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And you know what? In America, the difference is what we have found to be the root cause is childhood sexual abuse. That's why at Sela, the Sela Way Foundation and Sela Freedom, we are passionate on educating children to help them know the importance of not keeping secrets because keeping it secrets is what leads to these, these pathways of exploitation. They say in America, one out of three little girls and one out of five little boys have been sexually abused. So if you think of the odds of how many children are holding on to something and not sharing it, and then once that's held for a long period of time and it, it is chronic or excessive, even if it's just one time, we've had girls that have had just a horrific encounter with somebody they trusted more than anyone, and it sent them off of the rails because you weren't designed for that sort of, um, you know, just break to your, to your reality and your trust in your world, and then it spirals. Exactly. And when we think of it, oh, it's just so tragic to think of these young children, that innocence being snatched away from them. Mm -hmm. But then what we want to do is find ways to prevent this. If it's already Mm -hmm. happened, find ways to really begin the healing and, and 
lead on to a better, more uh, full life. Yes, because what we want to help your listeners understand is that if the child is keeping that secret of sexual abuse, typically, like, let's just share, share some stats so they have understanding of, like, this is very important to have these conversations when kids are little, because so many are like, I don't want to talk about it. It's such a gross topic, and I don't want to scare my children. It's like, believe me, they're seeing images online. Their average age kids are exposed to the pornography now is eight. And if a child is doing anything that has already opened up their, you know, broken the gate to their sexual world, um, what they say is by 12 to 14 statistically, like kids when they hit puberty and they come from an abusive situation, there's a break. They can't take it anymore and they will run away or act out. That's why often you'll see people start to call middle school girls, oh, she's such a slut. And I am so known for saying there is no such thing as a seventh grade slut. There's a little girl that has had everything broken in the life that should have been guarded for her. And then in the worst cases, if they hit the streets, within 48 hours, 80% of our runaways within any zip code, this is just American children, any zip code within 48 hours, 80% will be approached by a predator who is a skilled trafficker and literally knows what to say. There are couples hanging out at bus stops. There are boys acting like our men, acting like their boyfriends. Are you hungry? Do you need a place to stay? I bet your parents didn't know how to love you. And all this child wants is to believe that, oh, I found my protector. And they will lure them in and get them a little bit hooked on a drug and make them believe that they're loved and important. And then the average stat is they are sold 15 to 40 times a day for sex right here on our own streets to our own men for typically seven years. It's so gut-wrenching and heartbreaking to just hear that. And mm-hmm. and re- and the thing is, really what's happening is that child at a very young age has already been made mm-hmm. vulnerable, so they become right. a runaway. We wonder about all these young kids on our street, right. and and then it, it just is perpetuated. It, it, it is. It, oh. Well, that's exactly, and that's why my book, I have a book coming out with HarperCollins um, next week. It comes out, and it's called Groomed, but... It's so generational. And, you know, grooming is a word we used to always use for, oh, we're grooming them for Harvard or we're grooming them to take over the family business. But there is a grooming, exactly what you said. Once something happens in childhood, whether it's sexual abuse, whether it's any type of abuse, whether it's just messaging that guides a kid down a pathway of believing this is my only pathway, we are all grooming our children. And by having a blind eye, you're allowing grooming to happen to your children. So the desire of the book, the desire of Sailor Freedom, Sailor Way Foundation is to awaken, to awaken every mother, father, grandparent, everyone to be awakened, not only to their own history, because if you don't know the places you were groomed and you still have blind spots, that's why the book is so valuable, because it gets into every area, not just sexual abuse, but every area that we might have patterns that we don't even know that are blind spots. And then we're passing them on and grooming our children. And so it's so important. This is the year of 2020 vision, right? Everyone open our eyes and let's like look at everything with complete clarity so that we don't pass anything on and we don't miss something that could derail and take the destiny away from our children. Oh, yes, absolutely. And very key point here too is in the process, be healing ourselves because each and every one of us has some kind of a wound, you know, big or small, but there's something that is preventing us from being all of who we could be in this life. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And that's why, I mean, I love the work that we've done for the last almost decade through Sailor Freedom and the Sailor Way Foundation on a national scale. 
because it's allowed the platform to, for this book to come out because you're right. You know, sexual abuse is one piece, but sometimes there's so many other pieces connected to it. And what you said, we all have wounds in opening our eyes and acknowledging that, you know, what are the ways that we've been groomed? There's, there's so many, but you know, what's interesting and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it with um, the book the, I wrote about five typical ways outside of sexual abuse that women primarily are groomed, but I've had men read it and they're like, Oh my gosh, that brought up something from my childhood. I haven't thought about, you know, because we've all been groomed in different ways for judgment. Some of us financial scarcity groomed to be invisible. You have no voice. It came in when you're really little and you played that role out. I've had women say to me, I, I played the supporting role in my own life for so long. I never realized it to now. <laughs> yes. So it's interesting. Yes, exactly. So there are these subtle ways that by beginning to turn, I, I love how you said 2020 is the year for 2020 vision. That is so yes. perfect. So this is the time, actually, regardless of the year that it is, but it yeah. is the time to really get focused in the correct direction mm -hmm. for our own selves. And as we heal, we can't help but heal those around us, and particularly if we have young children in our lives. Mm -hmm, 1,000%. And you know what's interesting? Um, you know, there's been a lot of conversations with the Me Too movement, and it sort of, you know, started women thinking about what happened. And, and that's an important piece because... As we lead like this, we, we just started doing a book group with um, Groomed with some of the survivors in one of the houses of Sailor Freedom and some of the staff. And just in the first session with the intro and the, ch in the first chapter, things were coming up that they're like, wow, you know, I've never, I've never thought about that before. And I never actually shared that out loud before because there's pieces that people hold back. And I think that people also don't realize it might not have been a very big deal, but it somehow made a large imprint. And with the whole sexual thing that... Sometimes it's not being raped, but sometimes it's, you know, you were exposed to pornography too young. And that's a whole conversation right there that we get into is what's happening today with pornography and kids being exposed as little as eight years old. And the stats tell us that um, pornography sites now get more visitors every month than combining Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter. So there's so many pathways that we need to have our eyes open to to protect our kids. And, and in some cases, it can even be just totally innocent how a child mm -hmm. might come across something like that. Yet that mm -hmm. that very simple thing becomes this, it is a traumatic event. It is a, tra it's a, a child stumbling into pornography or some people, their parents had watched pornography and they were in the room and that is actually abuse. Like it, what it does, there's, there's studies now that show how the neural pathways are being reformed through exposure to pornography when it starts that young, when the brain is so malleable. And so these, these children are having these images and the poor kid that stumbles across it, it's an imprint on their brain. And then at the same time that they're shocked, there's that, you know, oh, wow, but maybe I want to see more. And that's why we're watching. Kids are being exposed to it as young as eight and they're recording addiction by the age of 12 to pornography. Oh, it's, again, these young, innocent years. When I think to myself at those that age, you know, just be able to roam free and 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 the world no. felt safe. You, to feel that we have to be really careful. It's important to allow mm -hmm. them to have that joy of being a child. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and you know what? I think that as a society, there's a grooming happening in our culture mm -hmm. where we used to have such 
such a different world, right? It's yes. such a different world today. <laughs> and through media, through social media, you know, the shows that are on, what is in most of the shows. If you pay attention, a lot of the sitcoms, doesn't matter what they are, they're always going to be a mention of a stripper or have a strip pole. It's like just normalizing this, this exploitation and glamorizing it with the music, with the media. And kids are growing up to think, oh, that's just normal. And what they don't realize is, you know, that kids, I've had girls, we've had, you know, thousands of survivors of sex trafficking, young, beautiful girls that have been, you know, had their childhood stolen. And many of them were groomed um, through a strip club. That's how they started. A guy saying, hey, baby, I just need you to make some more money for us. I love you so much. Will you just dance, dance for us for a couple nights a week? Just dance. And she's like, okay, he loves me. He says I look good. And then we have one girl's story that she told us that after she was um, dancing, after a few nights, he's like, you know what, we're going to need more money and you're going to have to do this. And he told her what she had to do in the back room with clients. And she's like, I can't believe it. And, and he, it turned abusive. If she didn't perform and make X amount of money, she would get beat. And before long, she ran away and she was back out on the streets and she had nowhere to go. She tried to commit suicide at 18 years old because she had grown up in foster care and had started being sexually abused at seven. And, you know, people are like, oh, strip clubs are benign. It's like, no, they're gateways. Like, nobody understands. So there's just so many things our current culture is normalizing that are so damaging and grooming. And so it's so, so wonderful to be talking about this so that people have understanding. It can help, you know, awaken to the truth, everything that's happening. Yes. And with this awareness, we need to then take action and make things happen. Now, we don't have to create our own foundation. We don't have to, you know, start from uh, ground zero. Here, w with Sila Freedom, we have a way right. that's going to really be an an, a great opportunity, an easy way, I'm going to say, for us to be right. involved to whatever degree we want to. Well, and there's such an amazing way that people get help right, in, right now because everybody listening anywhere has a congresswoman or congressman that is in their life and in their district, and we have a bill pending in Congress right now, and we need everybody to talk to their congressperson and say, hey, there is a bill pending for childhood sex trafficking. And we want you to sign on as a co-sponsor because this is going to change the lives. It's K through 12 curriculum throughout the country. And it's not scary. And it's not, you know, oh, my gosh, my children don't need to hear that. It's not that at all. It is actually so empowering. We, sometimes when we come in, it'll be called an empowerment class. And kids walk out thinking that they're now advocates to protect their friends. So it's not portrayed. But in kindergarten, it's in the form of coloring books and with you know, a, a traffic signal, red light, green light, yellow light. What are the things that are definite red light? What's the difference between a secret and a surprise? You know, um, secrets, an adult should never ask a child to keep a secret for them. You know, it's, it's different than saying, hey, we have a surprise for your mommy later. It's going to, everybody's happy about a surprise when that comes out. But a secret, just teaching the language, there's such textbook grooming that this curriculum just will be freedom for kids. And so having every single person say, I'm going to contact my congressperson. I want to know more about that bill. That would be the greatest thing that we could do. And it's House Bill 4388. So right there, there's something that everybody could do to change the life of every child in America. That is just so perfect. Because we can, <laughs> yes, get right on it. And so you have the website, Sela Freedom. Can we get more information there just in case... Uh, 
we yeah. have missed there's, some? There's two different websites. Absolutely. Um, in the Midwest and Florida, Sela Freedom, S-E-L-A-H, freedom.com. But nationally, and especially where you are in Seattle, um, it's the Sela, S-E-L-A-H, way, the Sela way. Because out of the success of Sela Freedom's operations, we launched a foundation, which is called the Sela way, W-A-Y, um, dot O-R-G, and the Sail Away has a network of providers around the country. So this curriculum could happen right in your town. We get this bill passed, or even in the meantime, before this bill passes, if there's people that want to launch our prevention curriculum right there because there's not excellent curriculum happening, this is already approved by departments of education in different states around the country. It's approved by DCFS. It is amazing. And we will, you know, we can get the, the support and people to rise around it, be able to launch this curriculum right there. So that, I think, is the most important thing because really there's two areas, educating our children to have a voice, So, um, and the other is training law enforcement and first responders to know what they're looking at. And those are two things that are easy to scale into any market and we could launch at a moment and protect children and train up protectors. Because on the law enforcement side, we have worked and educated law enforcement since 2011 in you think that everyone gets it and everyone knows there's no such thing as a child prostitute, but there are still places around the country that even though laws have been changing every year, they haven't gotten the news that minors are not prostitutes and you can't arrest somebody, but some places they're still arresting children. We just trained 40 law enforcement agencies in the state of Connecticut. And one guy had been on the force for over 20 years. And at the end of the two day training, he said, you know what, this was amazing. It was like walking in with one eye and walking out with two. I had no idea what I was looking at. So they sign up to be protectors, but if they're not educated on all these nuances of this horrible coercion, they don't know how to protect our children. So, you know, I would encourage listeners to go to the sailaway.org, S-C-L-A-H-W-A-Y.org, and learn more because that can happen in any city. We will come out and train children and law enforcement because there's nothing more valuable than protecting our future. Oh. Absolutely. As you spoke about this, Elizabeth, I was thinking this is like a David and Goliath story because the, <laughs> the, the Goliath is that whole horrid industry of sex trafficking. And there's and so much of it is about money that, you know, mm-hmm. thinking of teaching each of us, of teaching law enforcement who says, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, yeah. that's wonderful. Someone acknowledges, like, I didn't realize. I can I see. No yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- th- this and you know what? There's courses for parents called Sex, Lies, and Media to empower adults that have children to know what they're looking at and how to protect their children from everything. One out of nine children will be approached online through social media to be coerced and exploited. So we are, it is, it's like gearing up the army, like the enemy wants to come in here and steal our children before they even are out of the gate. And we have the power now to get ahead of it. And I think that's why it's accelerated and all this is happening. The excitement of Sex Trafficking Awareness Month, the book coming out, the foundation with all these organizations around the country locking arms. And and it's going to be, like you said, it's just a stone of, oh, it's truth. We'll no longer have our eyes closed and we're going to, we're going to be able to protect. Exactly. Super exciting, I think. So there, yes, you have this new book coming out, Groomed, Overcoming the Messages that Shaped Our Past and Limit Our Future. And our is a big thing there because we're talking about our young children, but we're talking about us, the adults, the parents, the grandparents, that, and, and the teachers and everyone interacting. It, it's helping us to become healed and whole again. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a chapter in there. It's called Groomed for Judgment. And I was talking to one of the people um, that I've met recently through you know, the book coming out. And she said that chapter, Groomed for Ch- Judgment, she said it really spoke to me because, you know, she was raised in a very conservative um, denomination and just told, you know, there was this rule and this rule and that rule. And it, it just raised her to judge. But she realized not only was it the judging that she was putting out towards other people, but all of the things that she put on herself and the ways that it held her back. She's like, as you shared your own story, because the book is that it's the very first time I speak about all of my stuff. Cause I was groomed for a lot. Every single chapter has many of my own <laughs> stories of, you know, pain that my eyes have been open to. And I got to tell you, working with the Sailor Freedom survivors, I would sit with these girls and they would be sharing. And I'm like, me too. Like <laughs> it's different than my story. And it would bring up other pieces of my story of the different fears and things that I walked into or the different places that I had blind spots. And I realized over the last nine, 10 years, all of these supporters of Sela, when we would process and talk about our time with the girls, there was like five universal ways that were all like, you know what? I've bought into this lie and I've bought into this lie. So I think this book is sort of like the five most common ways in, and we don't have to be stuck there anymore. And then it introduces the concept of not just naming it and talking about it, but then we introduce what we do. It's called Sela. After you really dig deep and there's some difficult things that that will come to the light. Like if you are open and you are letting yourself really process, things will come up, but that's just the first part. Often people do that. Then they're like, oh my gosh, I better go out and eat and drink and stuff that back up and get really busy. <laughs> and the book introduces the concept of now we invite you into a Selah. And Selah is a Hebrew word, as you know. Yes. That means to rest, to pause, and to reflect. And we teach people how we teach the girls of Selah is to come in and really allow this to, to enter you and to reflect on it. And then there's steps to after the Selah comes the relaunch. First, the release where you have to go through what are the pieces that you need to let go of and what are the pieces that are lies. And guess what? You don't want to be groomed in that way anymore. And you are empowered enough to say you're done. It can be a new season. And then we walk you through really tangible ways to relaunch and take this new chapter by storm. So it's a really empowering book. Like you said, it's our, it's for all of us. It's, it's amazing what it's, you know, I can't take all the credit for it. It just came like a download. And then I had a great co writer that helped me with it. <laughs> it just pulled it out of me. It was beautiful. And maybe that's also just kind of the, the essence of it as it is how it takes us to work together and to kind of, you know, rely on each other and trust each other to move forward for healing. I love that you said that. Absolutely. Because there's some, I don't know, I'm sure you know, many people are like, oh yeah, I'm good. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about with God. I'm good. Like, Okay. But maybe you might need flesh and blood in front of you to help you. You know, so often when I, you know, I got my, my master's in clinical psychology years ago. And the only type of things I'll do anymore is group therapy because group counseling, like when somebody says something and they admit what you actually have had happen in your own life. And you're like, I can't believe they said that out loud. I would never have said that, that that's my deepest place of shame. And they just said it. Then all of a sudden that person gives you freedom. Like, okay, if she did it, no one's going to, cause we believe these lies. Like if they find this out about me, then what? And that is like the last piece that we're robbed. If we have pieces that we're still hiding 
we are robbing ourselves of our full purpose and our full freedom. And we won't be able to do everything we're called to do if we can't get past that last 10% that might still be buried that we think, oh my gosh, no one will ever know this about me. There's no way I would ever reveal it. That's the very thing that I believe walks people into what their purpose and calling truly is, because that's the piece that they have the greatest impact and story as no longer being hidden or a secret that they feel shames them. So I, that's the most exciting part of the book to me is if people are bold enough and brave enough to step into this, it's going to radically, radically change their life. And that is exactly it, that it's, it is exciting <laughs> to, to know that if yeah. we peel away just that stuff and let the essence yeah. come forward, that, that could really, it, well, as you say, it is really yeah. our life's purpose, our essence. I believe I love how you say essence because that's so it like anytime people talk about DNA or branding every single person has their own DNA branding but sometimes we cover it up because we're so afraid like if we showed just this part it might be too much and everybody will will pull away from us but that is I, I love that you use that word the essence of who you're created to be sometimes it's just still it needs to be revealed and this is a really great tool so we do recommend this is a book Get a book group, get a small group, a group of yes. women, group of friends, and do, you know, one or two chapters together and get vulnerable. You know, we're going to be releasing questions. There's some questions in the further chapters, but we'll release some questions for the first few to help people really, really sit with it and say, this is the year. I'm going to be everything, everything I was created to be. Yes. Oh, it is so exciting. And if, if we want to kind of <laughs> fall back on what we often look at, what we do with, uh, you know, making our New Year's resolutions, then let's call it that and, and look yeah. forward with that 2020 vision to really, Absolutely. yes, heal and, and help ourselves and really, you know, throw this whole industry just down the toilet. Right? I know. Right. This industry, it's multi-million dollar, what did they say, $90 million industry of more slaves today than ever in history. But I think that's why all of a sudden there is this awakening. And I feel like this is part of the conversation to take it to the next step, because it's not just about naming what happened to you, because that's just blame and pointing fingers backwards. But now what are you going to do with it? What are the tools you need to realize, okay, that happened and there's a reason. I'm going to bring freedom from that wound. That wound is going to be what defines me as a healer, and I'm going to step into it. And so I'm super excited to see what people, and I look forward to people sharing what the outcomes are when they dig into it. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to just mention one thing, looking at the top statistics that were shared with me here when you were saying about the the, mm-hmm. the dollar amount, It here it says $99 yeah. billion. Dollars. It's a $99 billion industry. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That's globally, yes, globally billion. Isn't that crazy? So this is the the fastest growing crime in America, in the world. And we have an opportunity because I do believe once we start saying, okay, this is not okay, we -hmm. can change it. We can absolutely change it. And HarperCollins has put together a website, thegroomedbook.com, that could quickly direct people on how to order a book. It'll push them to my personal website, which is freewithe.com. And I just think it's time to start the conversation. It's so exciting. And 
want to touch back to, again, this House Bill 4388. All of us, yes. we, we need to, you know, really shout it out strong and clearly contact all the, the right people, our representatives, yes. and tell them to your support congressmen, it. Yep, your federal-level congressmen and congresswomen say House Bill 4388 is designed, the first ever, to have a child, it's called this child-free trafficking zone. It's the first ever. So we are so excited for people to talk to their congressmen and congresswomen and say, please sign on. Let's make history. Let's make this a standard that no child does not have a space to use their voice to share what's actually happening and have that intervention. Exactly. So that's one of the top key things to do. Do it right away. No delay. Get a copy of Groomed. And yes, I think get it together, your friends, or find, we'll come in contact with someone maybe new in our life. Create a small group. Get together and do this. And visit this, the two websites. And they are, Elizabeth? Yes, I would start at the Groomed Book. And that is um, thegroomedbook.com, and you can order a book directly off of Amazon. They, they have all the sellers there. You can go to Barnes & Noble, and the book comes out Tuesday. So this is so wonderful that you're promoting it, and if people order it now, it'll be in their mailbox by Tuesday, and they could get their group together for the new year and really dig into some amazing freedom because, you know what, everyone is worth it. It is time for us to take this next level by storm. Exactly. And I can't thank you enough for your passion, your awareness, and, you, you know, just the enthusiasm you have to really keep working on this. I'm so thrilled that we've had this opportunity to have a good conversation. Elizabeth oh, Melendez Fisher Good, you are so great. Thank you so greatly. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. This is Mandy Ringenberg with your Sunday morning shout out. And this week's shout out goes to the Defenders of Wildlife. Defenders of Wildlife is an organization dedicated to the protection of all kinds of species from Alaska to Florida to right here in Washington state. Defenders of Wildlife offer a wide range of tools and tactics from policy analysis and advocacy to litigation, innovative science and technology programs to field conservation. Now, at the core, Defenders of Wildlife wish to prevent species and their habitats from becoming endangered or extinct and protecting those that may become endangered or threatened species and their habitat. One of those threatened species are bees. Yes, those buzzing little guys that we get so terrified oftentimes during the summer when they're buzzing around, but actually they are super detrimental to our ecosystem. You might have heard the alarming crash in honeybee populations across the country but sadly that's just the tip of the iceberg. In some regions, more than 40% of bees, moss, butterflies, and much more are threatened with extinction. And when it comes to native pollinators, that's those bees, when they die off, it can cause an entire ecosystem to unravel, destroying the habitats that wildlife depend on for survival. Especially during the winter in the Pacific Northwest, it can be very harmful to these beautiful insects that ultimately help our trees and flowers grow and pollinate for us to have those fruits and vegetables to eat. Help save these little creatures by donating to Defenders of Wildlife. These are the experts, the people that are making changes in the human world to protect the animal world. 
Now, you can do your part by donating to Defenders of Wildlife by going to their website. That's defenders.org, D-E-F-E-N-D-E-R-S dot org. And you can get tons of more information as well when you go to their website. More about them as an organization. If you're interested in actually doing your part, you can always go and check it out for jobs or volunteer opportunities as well as checking out what they're doing to fight for wildlife on Capitol Hill. If you're curious about particular species, they also have plenty of information to get you interested and passionate right there on their website. That's defenders.org.